Welcome back to the Marvel Movie Minute, a daily podcast in which we dig in deep to analyze the films of the Marvel Cinematic Universe one minute at a time. I'm Andy Nelson from thenextreel.com. And I'm Pete Wright, also from The Next Reel. We're still in the credits of John Favreau's 2008 film, Iron Man. And back with us for one last time is Nick Exposito from the Fantasy Flicks League. Hey, Nick. Hey, guys. How are you? Looking forward to talking more credits with you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) We're knee deep in it now. On today's minute, we are looking at minute 120 of Iron Man. The minute starts with the credit for the visualization and HUD effects supervisor. And it ends with the credit for Marvel Creative Committee creeping onto the screen. We got to talk a little bit about Kent Secchi, the visualization HUD effects supervisor, the work he did here. And I know we talked about it when the HUD really was uh, was kind of playing quite a bit, but you just cannot say enough what an important part this guy had to this film and really kind of helping create this whole look. Yeah, I, I like I said before, it's just it revolutionizes the, the, the superhero genre in a way where heroes like this don't have to, again, keep taking their mask off all the time just so the actors can get some face time. It allows Robert Tony Jr. to be in this suit and still be expressive. And we can see him as, you know, Tony Stark in that suit. So it, it's his job and, and how he was able to pull it off and make it look cool is, is, uh, was an achievement. It was a feat. Like it's, 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 it's awesome. Yeah. It, I, I just, I, I love what he did. It's just amazing work. He did get a nomination at the visual effects society awards for outstanding compositing in a feature motion picture along with the rest of his team, but uh, specifically for all the HUD compositing. They ended up losing, however, to uh, a big movie at the time, The Curious Case of Benjamin Button, for all the work that it took to composite the various parts of Benjamin together in the various ages. So It's so good. It seems like, I mean, it's like Kent Secchi is up there with Michael Akuda, you know, and what he did for, for Star Trek The Next Generation in terms of general design of of interface and and overlays and i mean it's just they're guys who change the way we think about information presentation on screen and integration and ai and i mean it's just it's or ar i should say and it's it it's really fantastic work absolutely um, and then right after that, we have uh, physical suit effects supervisor, Shane Patrick uh, Mahan, or Mahan, I'm not quite sure how you say his last name. But I, I think that is another reason that this movie works so well is because of the physical suit that they have and the effects that, that Shane and everybody over at the team at uh, Stan Winston Studios really did that paired with all of the visual effects that John Nelson and his team did and ILM and everybody to make this feel real because they were pairing the amazing digital effects with these physical Mm -hmm. effects. It's just amazing work. Yeah, it adds so much, you know, tactileness and depth to these suits that all CGI just would have, I think, would have also made it age a lot more poorly than it does, like, currently. So I'm glad that they really went the practical route on some of these suits. Yeah, very much so. Very and yet much. I have to say some of these things, like when you look at the, the to your comments specifically about aging effects, there are so few effects in this movie that that feel aged to me watching it now 10 years later. Uh, that is a remarkable statement in and of itself. Yeah, especially with CGI. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like there were really only a few shots like when he's 
um, in the Mark II doing his test flight over the ocean, coming back to his place. I feel like there's a few shots in there that look a little CG, and he kind of lands on his roof. And a few others throughout, uh, maybe when he's fighting Ironmonger. But largely, it really is impressive and holds up really well now, 10 years later. Uh, we jump into the cast credits. There were a few people that I missed doing the IMDb game, and I wanted to uh, play with you guys and see if you could uh, to pull a few of these out of your hat when I throw a name oh, your dear. way. Are you guys ready to give it a try? All right. <laughs> we'll, we'll do our best. Uh, some of these I, I think you'll have an easier time with. Like this first one, Paul Bettany. Oh, yeah. If you oh. had to guess... I, I, we never did him because he, he's never seen. We only hear him. Um, but if you had to guess, His... what four films at IMDb say Paul Bettany has? Well, okay. I'm going to go with the easiest one, which is, uh, well, it's not the easiest one. It's I was going to say Avengers, but maybe it's not Avengers. Maybe it's uh, like Age of Ultron. Um, but it's one of the Avengers movies. Can I just say broadly? Avengers movie. <laughs> no pick. <laughs> I'm going to go Age of Ultron. Age of Ultron. Okay. Okay. Is, is it all Marvel movies? <laughs> uh, well, that's that's the question. Yeah. Like, you know, it, where is he going to fall? Because, uh, you know, he's he's been in a number of them, but a lot of them he was just yeah, a voice. Right. I think I got my four. Okay. What are your all four? Right, I'll, I'll, all right. I'll go. Pete, I'll give you some more time. I'm going to do Age of Ultron for sure. Um, Master and Commander because he was so good in that movie and I love that movie Bias going to okay. put that one in God, I'd Sol- forgotten he even was in that movie let's go Solo and oh, okay um, trying to think wasn't he in some like Frankenstein Hunter movie oh, <laughs> I can't remember what it was called <laughs> if there's something like that I don't know what it was called but that's those are going to be my four uh, I'm not sure what that would be. <laughs> I sworn he was in uh, I don't want like to call anything out just in case uh, I give Pete right, some clues. I'll pick another things. one. I'll pick um, Civil War. Okay. All, All right. right. Pete, I'm gonna. I, you've got you've got Ultron. I've in got there. Ultron in there. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and and do a steal for Master and Commander because of course that's got to be up there. I had forgotten he was even in there. Uh, I'm gonna throw in uh, the Da Vinci Code uh, because oh, that was yeah. big. Oh, right. Yeah, that was a big right, thing. Right. That's a good one. And so what is that? So there's three. And uh, God, this is hard. Um, I don't know. uh, Mordecai. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't have even been able to tell you that he was in that one. (laughs) Uh, Well, he already got solo and I didn't want to steal two. So. Oh, gotcha. So, so without looking, I would do, I would do Ultron. I would do solo. I would probably ugh, now it gets tricky. I, I feel like I would do um ugh, what's the I, I feel like I would do a beautiful mind. I forgot he was in that too. <laughs> yeah, he was the roommate, right? Yep. And I would do ooh, I, I I want what was that? I feel like I would do that priest movie that he was in, but I feel like no. You know what I'm going to do instead? I'm going to do the one that he was um, Darwin uh, creation. I'm going to oh, do those. Yeah. Right. Okay, 
I'm going to open it up. Let's see who uh, takes home the prize. We've got uh, Master and Commander. I, you know, I don't know why I didn't put that after you guys did it. Stupid. Uh, Master and Commander, of course, is his first. A Knight's Tale. Oh, for crying I out loud. I forgot oh, wow. he was in that movie. Wow. Margin Call. There's yeah. the one that is the mystery IMDb algorithm. <laughs> uh, and Avengers Age of Ultron. So we all got that one and uh, you guys got 50%. I'm down to 25%. On Margin that one. Call, let's be clear. I did remember he was in that and it shouldn't be on this list. <laughs> well, it's, it's one of those, I mean, that's a massive it's cast massive, in that movie. Yeah. So it's odd that he's picked that like, oh, he's remembered for exactly. Margin Call. Uh, <laughs> I've never seen that. Movie. Oh, it's about the financial crisis. Yeah. Okay. It is. Yeah. It's a great movie. Yeah. Uh, but, but uh, you know, we're not allowed to talk about it anymore yeah because oh, it's got that's the right kevin spacey kevin spacey factor yeah uh by the way totally unrelated on the next reel if you guys haven't done already you got to do one on the, on master and commander because that movie is so we really should. so good i i love that movie it is a great one yeah we need to build that into a yeah. series we'll do a seafaring, seafaring movies oh andy <laughs> brilliant <laughs> okay next up uh, believe it or not, we never did the IMDb game for John Favreau. So, uh, so let's oh. all come up with our lists for good old Johnny Favs. Ooh, okay, I love saying that now that uh, now, Scott Corelli decided to use that. Does are we looking at does the IMDb algorithm? It's it's producer, director, writer, whatever. Right, it's, it's anything, anything, anything that they're known for. Okay. Yeah, like if they're a visual effects supervisor, it's going to be their visual effects work. <sighs> So he'll be in there for in actor, there for director, producer. Oh, would it be movies? And also for TV and movies. Yeah. Does it pull in movies that haven't released yet? No. Okay. Okay. Then I I think I got my four. Well, luckily there aren't as many, it feels like. Uh, let's see. I'll do Iron Man. I'll do okay. uh, Swingers. I'll do... Uh, oh, I'm blanking on it. What's the movie that's like swingers but not swingers cowboys and aliens is that what you're talking about made made (laughs) yes okay yeah made (laughs) cowboys and aliens so i'll do iron man swingers made and uh let's do jungle book this is i'm gonna do pizza list for him cowboys and aliens cowboys and aliens cowboys and aliens and cowboys and aliens no andy you're wrong cowboys and aliens cowboys and aliens cowboys and and chef <laughs> Ooh, Chef is a good one. I forgot that one. Uh, all right, Pete, what's your uh, list? Chef, definitely, and uh, Iron Man, definitely, and I'm going to say Jungle Book and Elf. Elf, too. Oh, oh okay. I'm going to do Iron Man, Elf, Swingers, and Jungle Book. Let's see. Uh, opening it up, we have Chef, of course. Mm-hmm. Oh, you guys got that. Swingers, oh. uh, we've got that one. Iron Man, we all got mm-hmm. that one. And here's the surprise. <laughs> Couples retreat. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's favorite John Favreau film. I guess yeah. This, this, <sighs> you got to start picking those weird ones, huh? Dang, Elf is a good yeah, one. exactly. I gotta say that there's, I, I wouldn't have even remember. There's some that funny one. in it that actually movie. Has great there's score. some really fun. There's some a, funny in that movie too. So it's that's yeah. all right. That's so well, funny. we continue our credits with our cast. Those are the other big names that we have. There are some other people that uh, that we could go through in the IMDb game if you wanted to. Um, but, uh, you know, I think that uh, there's uh, uh, I don't think we necessarily need to unless you're wanting to find out about a few other uh, mystery faces from the movie. You know who do, who he didn't do is uh, it, it's it's an odd one to do because he's only featured in photos, but we never did uh, Gerard Sanders as Howard Stark. 
Oh, interesting. He, this, oh. He, this is the uh, only uh, Marvel movie he gets to appear in because yeah. they, they change Howard Starks every time. No, they, but, I uh, thought they stick with Howard, uh, the guy from Mad Men. They stick with him as Howard Stark, I thought, after this film. No. No, they don't? They Who's don't. the Howard Stark they who do. makes it into to Peggy Carter? Agent Carter. Oh, I don't know about that one. Um, oh, that's right, because they have a younger Howard Stark. Right. His, do- his name is yeah, Dominic. Younger Howard Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's... Um, what's his name again? Dominic something. I can't remember his name. Yeah, list. Dominic Monet. Uh, not, not Dominic not Monet. Monet. <laughs> no, it's... Uh, <laughs> that's a totally, um, but he's the one who is uh, Dominic Cooper. Dominic Cooper. Yes, that's him. Yeah. He plays the younger Howard Stark. Okay. And I think that's all we get, right? Just those three. Because, oh, right, because it's Dominic Cooper yeah. that we get in Captain America, the first Avenger. Yes. That's what, that was the right. cinematic connection. Yeah. Okay. Civil War is the guy from Mad, uh, yes. Mad Men, right? Yes. Oh, John Slattery. Uh, John Slattery. Yeah, John Slattery. That's right. Um, right. So I think that the, we at least have those three. But uh, yeah, Gerard Sanders, this is his only time, and it's only in images, sad to say. His IMDb Iron Man, weirdly, because he's just in the photos, <laughs> uh, a project called Departizanen, I don't know what that is, and De Brugge, so he must be a German actor, and Acts of Betrayal. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, I don't, yeah, other than the rest of the cast, I don't have anyone specific, except for, I did want, actually, I did want to point out uh, a couple random ones, which I, I think it's just kind of funny the way that uh, that these things end up sticking. But Donna Evans, she plays uh, Pepper Potts' stunt double. She's also the woman driving the SUV with all the kids in the back seat. Um, she is uh, she is a, n- largely a stunt person, and she was in Iron Man, Charlie's Angels, The Punisher, and Transformers: Revenge of the Fallen. Those are her four that are listed on her IMDb page. Wow. And then I just have to point out uh, this uh, person because I think that it's it's really quite funny. It's an uncredited background actor whose name is Elijah Samuel Quesada. He is a waiter in the fundraiser scene, and he is also a reporter out in front of the fundraiser scene. And I want to point him out very specifically because what I love about Elijah is he is very diligent about making sure you know what his roles were, even when he's not credited. And on IMDb, he has 41 photos in there, and two of the ones in there are shots from Iron Man where where you can pinpoint who he is in the scene. So I go, oh, (laughs) there he is. There's Elijah. He is the waiter who's passing by Tony as he's talking to Pepper. And you can see later when he's out in front and he's working as the reporter and he's looking up at the, this is when uh, Tony and, and uh, Obadiah are standing on the steps and he's one of the reporters down below looking up at them as they are having their conversation. So (laughs) Elijah, I wanted to give you a shout out for your fantastic and diligent work at keeping your IMDB page updated (laughs) and making yourself easy to recognize. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, okay, you guys, I know that there is one more uh, IMDb game that I would like to play uh, that we haven't talked a lot about, but he does get a credit in this minute, and that is Jack Kirby. Oh. And yes, 
He's got the IMDb page, and yes, he has a top four, and yes, he's credited as a writer on 153 properties, and I want to know what you think his top four are. That's a good one. All right. I'm going to do Silver Surfer, um, Captain America. Let's see. After that, we'll do Spider-Man and... Oh, wait, no. That was Steve Ditko. No, don't want to do Spider-Man. We'll do Iron Man, of course, and we'll end on Avengers, if I didn't say that one already. Okay. Yeah, I'd say Captain America. I'm going to... Black Panther. Avengers. And... Jeez, it's just like a huge guess. Um, I wonder if I should throw a TV thing in there. Um, I'm going to say I probably should do a Fantastic Four. Did you do Fantastic Four Rise of the Silver Surfer or just, is that the way you did? I just did Silver Surfer for Jack Kirby. Okay, I'll do the Fantastic Four Rise of the Silver Surfer. Well, I have to tell you, this is more fun than I could even have imagined. Uh, (laughs) You guys are (laughs) definitely going for the deep cuts and... Uh, you really should not have done that because uh, once again, we have IMDb deciding that there is no outlier for, uh, Jack Kirby. (laughs) He just gets the biggest of the big ones. That is Black Panther, Iron Man, Avengers, wait, Infinity War, and Ant-Man. Okay, I lied. There is an outlier. It's Ant-Man. What? (laughs) I was really hoping Silver Surfer would be my outlier there. I know, I know, I felt that. And what is the deal with Infinity War and not just Avengers? Like, isn't there, (laughs) is there no justice for Jack? I don't know. Anyway. I guess not. Crazy. So Yeah. Okay. Let let us carry on. Yeah, we go from our cast to all the stunt people. Uh, You know, we got a shout out to all the amazing stunt work that everybody did. The stunt coordinator, all the doubles that we had. Um, I I did want to shout out to Lloyd Catlett and Vince Dedrick Jr., who are regulars for... Uh, for good old uh, Jeff Bridges. They have been with him forever, just doing work with him as his double and doing stunts and stuff. And it's always fun to see uh, when they get to kind of, uh, you know, kind of be a part of his films because of the stuff that he's done. And it's funny, if you look at like Lloyd Catlett's IMDb uh, page, his four are, they're all Jeff Bridges movies. Blown Away, The Last Picture Show, (laughs) Arlington Road and Texasville. Awesome. So it's funny. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's it's like so funny when you look at these guys. Vince Dedrick Jr., uh, his four on IMDb are Romancing the Stone, non-Jeff Bridges performance, Iron Man, MacGyver, also non-Jeff Bridges, and Total Recall, non-Jeff Bridges. But uh, they're still working with him. It's it's always nice to see them stick stick around. Again, shout out to all of the amazing utility stunt players who worked on the project. There are a lot of them, and they do great work here. And then we get into the aerial department, all the helicopters and aerial stunt riggers and pilots and everything. We have some puppeteers, and then we get into some production side of stuff with some pr- production supervisors and a lot of the executives over at Marvel. Um, we do have, uh, the, based on the Marvel comic book by credits Mm -hmm. here for Stan Lee, Don Heck, Larry Lieber, and Jack Kirby. So, uh, of course, a shout out to all of them and their hard work kind of creating this world for us. Absolutely. 
yeah, I, I think it's amazing what they did here. Yeah, Pete, were you going to say something? I, I was going to recommend that we play the IMDb game for the executive in charge of finance, Matt Finnick, but he only has one, <laughs> and it's this one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would have yeah. been fun, but alas. <laughs> Other than that, I don't have anything else for, for these guys. So I wanted to spend a little time with Nick and and uh, do a ranking. Oh. You feeling up to it, Nick? Yeah, sure. Ranking ranking the films of the MCU? Yeah, let's do it. I would it. say rank all 20, uh, at this point, all 21 of them. But Oof. if you can rank, if you can't rank all of them, then just do your top five, top 10, whatever you have. I'll do top five. Let's do that. Top five and bottom one. Yeah, ooh, bottom one. <laughs> Some hot takes coming in, guys. All right. So number one for me, personally, I just think through and through that movie delivers not only on the hero, but also on just the action of a superhero. I think Captain America, the Winter Soldier is by far my favorite Marvel MCU film. Uh, Moving on from there, I am going to do the first Avengers. Uh, Again, just because of the the epicness of it and how it just pulls off something that has never been done before in cinema history, bringing all those characters together. Uh, number three, I will do Captain America Civil War. You're going to see a pattern here. <laughs> number, four, <laughs> number four is Guardians of the Galaxy. And number five is Infinity War. It's hard to argue. I mean, there, there's... It really is. The more I kind of go through these films and stuff, it's like, God, there's, they're, they're interchangeable. And I don't mean that in a way where, you know, I find them kind of the same. I know some people, one of the complaints is it just feels like the same thing. I think there's so much different um, uh, characters and stories happening within each film that I find them very unique. And I really enjoy them all. And But I think that also speaks to the quality. Is it's yeah. just... it's. It makes it very, uh, uh, very much kind of. A, I, I feel like I can just kind of shuffle a bag and pull one out, and I'd be happy to watch it again. You know. Yeah. So here's my hot take, my bottom one. Okay. Uh, Here we hopefully go. you don't get any angry emails, but I'm going to say Captain Marvel. I thought that movie. It was just. It was wasn't wasn't a great script. Um, it just kind of lacked a lot of urgency. I don't know. It just really didn't. I was kind of bored with it halfway through, and just the, the her origin and how it was kind of playing out was was boring. And I, I don't, yeah, I was just bored. I, I don't know. That makes me sad. <laughs> <laughs> I I liked it. I didn't love it. My family, my my wife and kids, they loved it. They just came out completely enamored with it. I I think that they had the meat for a really amazing story there. Yeah. And unfortunately, I feel like they gave it to a directing team that didn't know how to get it there, you know? And that's that's my biggest problem with that particular directing pair is, I, you know, I, I think that they've done some interesting independent films, but I, and, you know, it's, it's very hit or miss sometimes when you bring these indie directors on to direct these huge, uh, you know, tentpole films. I just don't think that they ended up having the fortitude to put together a script that needed to be structured the way it needed to be yeah. in order to work as well. For and me. there's a lot of great ideas in that movie, uh, but there's just like things like they really hit you over the head with that. It's it taking place in the nineties, like even Nick Fury and, you know, uh, 
Agent Coulson. Uh, Agent Coulson is great, but the way Nick Fury or Sam Jackson plays Nick Fury, and I know he's supposed to be a younger, maybe bright-eyed, bushy-tailed kind of guy, but he seems very out of character for who Nick Fury becomes. And so it only leaves you to wonder, like, well, then how did he become the guy that he is when we see him in Iron Man or uh, you know, later, later films? So, mm-hmm. yeah, it just... The movie just didn't work with me. So that is probably my, my least favorite Marvel film so far. But what about you guys? What are your favorites? Oh. Oh, nobody's ever asked. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm curious to know. <laughs> Let's see how your list compares to my obviously correct list. <laughs> you know, I, I, I uh, gosh, I, I'm not prepared. I should have really been more prepared with this. But I feel like Iron Man always is in my top five because I just feel like right out of the gate, I feel like this film did it right. And sure, there might be some issues with kind of the the end as far as the way that the turn for Obadiah when we build to that climax. But uh, but it's never bothered me too much. And even when I go through it now, minute by minute, and I look at those issues, I mean, I still have them, but I still largely just find it incredibly just enjoyable to watch. I think Jeff, a lot of that's Jeff Bridges um, and just the way that Favreau put the story together. I think it's very effective filmmaking. Um, so Iron Man is up there for me. Um, I would put uh, the first Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, I'm a big fan of Ant-Man. I'd probably put that up there in my top five. Uh, yeah. I do love that character. I don't think his movies are executed in the best of way, but I love Paul Rudd and I love <sighs> that character and like his powers. Like yeah. it's very fascinating. He he gets a special mention on my list. Uh, I, I would probably put Doctor Strange in my top five. I might also have... <sighs> I'm torn now if I'm if the last one would be Thor Ragnarok or Captain America Winter Soldier. But I feel like that's kind of where my top five is, yeah. Yeah, it's one of those two in my the ending my top five. I will say um uh, Iron Man's definitely in there. Uh, Avengers, it's pretty much the start of each of the major series except for with the I mean I'm a big Captain America fan, but uh it was Civil War that uh, or a Winter Soldier yeah. uh, that actually is my number one favorite across the board of all time. I have a lot of issues with First Avenger being such a big hero yeah. of the character. There's a lot of things that I think they didn't do very well. Well, it's it's a hard one. I, I really enjoy it because I love that it's a commentary on so many other things, right? Media and the war machine. And yeah. I just think it's a, it's a great movie. But uh, the intrigue of... Uh, you know, Winter Soldier is the one. I mean, that's the that's the one that just demonstrated we can put superhero characters in a different kind of movie, and it's it, it's going to play right. It's going to we can genre within genre film. I think is is something that really worked for me. And the action scenes in that movie are yeah. incredible. Like you know, they really ground it and make it like physical. Yes. Very the elevator you know, you man feel the impact in a lot of those exactly. fight scenes. I mean, yeah. that, oh, that yeah. elevator sequence is is just too good. And uh, so uh, that's that's big for me. I'm um, I don't know how many have I said. I think uh, uh, the latest, the, the Taika Waititi Thor uh, Ragnarok is is up there, and Guardians of the Galaxy is is right there so i think that's five uh but if i had a six that would add uh spider-man homecoming because i think that take is is you know they just they just keep getting better and i was a fan of the original toby Maguire, but and then i was a bigger fan of the uh, yeah. the new ones and or the not new ones but now tom holland's the the one that's the yeah the middle one right yeah. the middle one is <laughs> fine 
So that's in there too. In terms of the worst one, it's uh, it's uh, you know, it's a toss up between Thor and Thor: The Dark World. I think probably Dark World. I was not a fan of the early Thor movies, and I was not excited to see Ragnarok. Like I saw it because yeah. I felt like I had to. I was obligated to the series to fill in that hole, and I was so delighted by the direction that they took it and finally figured out how Thor is going to be in this universe, because it doesn't make a lot of intuitive sense, and I think they made it. They made it make better sense for me. I have a, a much better time with the Thor films than some people. For me, yeah. the probably the bottom is going to end up uh, Iron Man two, and I think largely, I think they were still in a position where they were trying to figure out how to make a superhero movie, but also how to make a bigger movie. And I think it kind of got got buried a little yeah. bit in that. It's still an enjoyable film, and I think that's the thing is like all of these films are still going to be enjoyable films. It's like Star Wars, you know, you're, you're still going to mm-hmm. end up enjoying them to a certain degree. Yeah, they're they're all great. Like even you know, I didn't like Captain Marvel, but I still love the interconnectivity and like the hints and you know just all that stuff that you ex- come to expect from a Marvel movie. You still get a you know you're, yeah. you enjoy it. Um, but it's interesting what you said about Iron Man 2 because, yeah, that's one of the big criticisms of it is they they focus so much because they're like, okay, we're going to set up this universe now. And they focus so much on doing that and more involved with that than they are developing the characters. Nick, it's been great chatting with you all week on our show. Thanks for joining us. I It's been my great pleasure. Thank you guys for having me. That's been a lot of fun. Do you want to remind everybody where they can find you and learn more about uh, the Fantasy Flicks League? Yes, uh, go on to www.fantasyflicksleague.com. That's F-L-I-X. Go ahead, start a league, play with friends. Um, it you know it's been described as fantasy football for indoor kids. So instead of with players and having to know all those dumb things, you get to play with movies and get into the minutia of box office scores and Metacritic scores and get points and compete against people. So completely free. Go to the website to learn how to play, how to sign up. And we also have a podcast that you can check out, the Fantasy Flicks League podcast. We break down movie news and box office results for the week and have all sorts of fun. It's fantastic. Awesome. Check that out, everybody. And look for us there. It should be fun to to give it a try and see how we all do. Yeah, that'll be really good. Can't wait to get a part of your league. It's going to be fun. Well, everybody, that is it for today's show. Thanks so much for tuning in. Make sure you subscribe to the show for free at marvelmovieminute.com. Join us over in our Discord chat room and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at The Next Reel. And if you like what we do and you want to support us and get some cool stuff, become a patron over at thenextreel.com slash Patreon. Until next time, true believers. True believers.